I'm live. Welcome back to another episode of On The Wave Podcast with the boys. Um, today we're going to be talking about team sports and uh, what's that like in traveling with the team and you know operating as a team, one unit, how it's a little different from you know your group and everything like that. Whether you know your friends is your team or if it's a second family in some cases and whatnot. Uh, yeah, it should be a good one. So uh, let's start off with Bashar. What's uh, what's your team sport, and uh, how was how that kind of an effect on you? Okay, so um, I played competitive soccer for 12 and a half years at a pretty high competitive level. And um, I, I did a ton of sports, but soccer was kind of my main my main sport. I That's the one that I traveled with the team, and uh, I did a lot of high-intensity play with that. Um, yeah, pretty much I, I started with... Uh, kind of recreational soccer in my community, yeah. right? With some of my friends that I was growing up with in my uh, elementary school. And then I started dabbling with competitive soccer and stuff, club work. I don't remember exactly how. It wasn't that competitive at the time, obviously, right? You're, you're a little kid. Yeah. Um, and then I started, I started really, like, this was really my sport, right, for mm-hmm. me. And so I really wanted to take it to the next level. And I stayed in competitive soccer ever from then on. And uh, I just kept trying to push to the higher ranks and stuff. And I've, I've hopped between a ton of teams and I've experienced a ton of, uh, a ton of stuff. I was, or who did you play for, for the most part at a kind of higher level? Um, well, my really high level was, was kind of, kind of pre high school and, uh, during high school. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was for the, uh, club, the villains. Okay. Calgary nice. villains. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I was like the highest level you can kind of go with soccer is kind of tier one. Yeah. Right. There's different tiers and tier mm-hmm. one is the highest one. And I was, I was tier one with clubs like the blizzards. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, East side Memorial that I was on mm-hmm. and then Calgary villains. Those were all tier one teams that I was playing for. Uh, I was just switching between them. I started off with the blizzards and then it was like blizzard Santos and then wanderers. And then, then there went to East side Memorial and then I officially ended, uh, with Calgary Villains. Okay. I feel like everyone that I know that's played soccer has played for Blizzards at one point. It's a pretty big yeah. club. Yeah, they kind of get a little bit of everyone. Yeah. I was going to ask a question. Um, like, what what brought... Because I know, like, like, did you play, did you play like, team soccer as a kid? Like, when you were... Yeah, like the young community yeah, like, kind of... Yeah. I was yeah, going to say... Full, the fold-up nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I think... Almost, if you play sports, I think everyone started off with At that. some point, yeah. everyone yeah. played soccer. Exactly. I would bet. Exactly. Every single person played their low community soccer with the low kids. Yeah, at the, the shirts were like down under the knees. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, what brought it from that to, like, more than that? Because I know, like, everyone plays that. But then, gradually, like, I moved on to, like, hockey. I moved on to different sports. But, like, what made you want to, like, what made you stick with soccer and pursue it? Well, for me, it was... It was, I think, something that just came from back home as well, right? right? Like, I, I don't know, from Lebanon and stuff, soccer is a huge sport yeah. there. Yeah. And everyone's in love with it. Everyone watches it. Everyone plays it wherever they can, Yeah. right? Yeah. Whether it's a actual field or it's, like, one that's made up of rocks, right? Yeah. So so I think that one, uh, having that kind of background really uh, helped me progress into taking it kind of a more serious level. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think I tried a ton of other sports too, right? Yeah. Like um basketball volleyball all those other kind of sports but i think soccer was the one that really called to me i guess and i really progressed through that one the best and stuff and so it's not like i didn't try other sports but i Mm. i think soccer was the one that really fit my kind of play style best was it was it an attachment like was it an attachment to the people 
like on your team at all? Like did you play with like friends that you grew up and you just kind of like went with them like kind of the whole way or did it, was it like No, I actually I made a lot of friends through soccer, right? Jumping yeah. between the teams, traveling and um experiencing that kind of lifestyle with with the uh, people on my team, right? So it started off with a couple of friends that I was going to school with during elementary and stuff right. and we play um recreational soccer and community soccer together but but from there um no i kind of just took the decision on my own and then i started club soccer and then i made a lot of friends that i still know of today yeah. from club soccer right? now so. because you're switching up teammates almost every year how is that for like the team chemistry and, and dynamic like is it hard to to reset every year to you know have a fresh new team and learn everyone's do's and don'ts and, and everything yeah. like that like that seems a little pretty hard to do year after year is reset the team atmosphere yeah exactly so that makes sense but um i i don't know i'm i think it's just kind of the the clubs that i kind of stuck with but i think clubs are doing this a lot more now mm. but um basically they try to they gather at a young age they gather a bunch of players right and you filter through a bunch of teammates and stuff and i don't remember half the people that i used to play with right mm -hmm. i only remember the ones that i'm friends with now or that mm -hmm. something happened with them right so you kind of filter through a bunch, but then as you get older, the teams start to come more. And as I told you, like, as I pushed to a more competitive level, they start to kind of uh, specialize the players kind of thing, right? So they pick specific players yeah. that they know are going to try out next year and stuff, and they really try to test them. And they kind of have, I don't know, some people say that the teams are kind of pre-made in a sense. Like, you could argue that, gotcha. yeah. but there are tryouts and there are new people joining the team and stuff like that, but there's different levels, mm. right? Every every club has different levels. There's a Tier yeah. 2 team, there's a Tier yeah. 1 team, Tier 3 team, right? So it's just about where you uh, try out for and where they put you, right? Mm. So for the higher higher uh, tiers and stuff, I noticed that the teams were kind of a little bit selected like it was a little bit of the same people each time right like i know you know liam collins right yeah yeah like him and i we played on on wonders for like a, a long time yeah right yeah. he was a big and he used to go to uh my elementary school as yeah. well right so like that's that's kind of one friendship that kind of formed there and stuff and so that's just an example of the same people because like you're doing good and you're beating out the the new people who are trying to try for the team you yeah. kind of get pre-selected for the so there's the next kind of season. there is a bit of consistency in the team roster Definitely. and you know Definitely. a few people quit or start yeah. going exactly the people exactly. get better or worse whatever but yeah, yeah for the most part there is yeah and that's why the chemistry yeah. can can stay like that exactly okay. yeah that, that helps quite a bit mm -hmm. i was gonna say gonna go off your question there too but like i my teams were and i played i played hockey since i was like pretty little like i played i started playing like just like a Saturday morning shinny, like with my dad, like we, or not, not with my dad, but he'd take me there every Saturday morning and I'd play with a bunch of other little yeah. people learning how to play hockey and stuff. And, um, from there, I like, I just wanted to do it more, I guess. And then I started, I tried, tried out for like the teams and stuff. And it's like a ranking system too. So it's like, there's like the, people call it like the house leagues, I guess, where it's like, like there can be up to like five leagues, like or divisions or whatever. So it's like five, four, three, two, one, and one is the top. Mm. And, so for me growing up and like all those throughout how many years I played hockey, like every single year you've got like a completely different team. And like, mm. so you're, you're going to have like one or two, one or two of the like people you can, you can kind of go multiple years with, but there was, I don't think there was really anyone that I went more than like two years with. And mm. so it was completely new every year. And so it was, it was good for like making friends. Yeah. But like, yeah. Sometimes some people you were glad that you're moving on from and some yeah. people like 
you wish you could yeah, run the same team, same and like, team, yeah. and, and that's just a hockey yeah. thing. Is that just a hockey thing, or uh, is that like is that like common for hockey teams? I guess to do that. I think I think almost every like hockey. That's like hockey in general is just that is like the the ranking system, and you change every time. Yeah, um, change so often. Yeah, because because every year you restart every year, like every after the season in like March or something, like mm. you you restart in September, and you you're on like it's tryouts, it's tryouts again, and yeah. you you see like. Some people have done spring hockey, and some people are like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Where it's yeah, like, I never did. Yeah. I never did spring hockey. I never did it because it was mm. super expensive. Because you'd fly places, you'd get like custom gear from head to toe, and like, um, like sticks, socks, like helmets, like ev- gloves, everything. And so, um, I never did that because it was too expensive. But um, you you can tell those players, the players that like kind of put money into it, and they come back in September, and you're like. Whoa! Like it, it doesn't look like you've you've changed. Like it doesn't look like you've like you're restarting. It's not you're not rough. Like yeah. you're coming out like rolling. Yeah, fresh Whereas again, every yeah. year I come out, I'd be like not learning how to stop, but like I'd be take, I'd be, take a week to get back. Exactly, I take a week to get yeah. find my skates again. You know, yeah. and like especially when I'm younger, it was different. But yeah. so every year it's different, and like I feel like by the end of the year, I always got like I was always like. I would improve on my team like until the end of the year where I was like one of the bigger players on my team and yeah. I'd clutch up in some moments or whatever. But at the beginning I'd always I'd get placed on the worst teams because I was so rough every summer. Yeah. But so that's that was just like the whole team meant like team aspect where you change every year and you get to like rebuild chemistry with tons of different players. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, like it just shows that, you know, those those guys that were doing it year round were excelling at the yeah. kind of younger level and just yeah, yeah going up quite a bit. Those yeah. guys are in the WHL and yeah. signing now. Is there so, is yeah. there a big um at kind of that age? Is it is it still separated by age quite strictly, or is it purely skill? Like you can jump up like extreme levels because of your skill and not necessarily because of your age, or is it fairly age kind of independently? Ours is there's there's two years like you get like a two year. Thing. So there's like sections where it's like you go like I forget what the first one is. I think it's like ten bits. Then it's yeah. novice for two years or th- two or three years, and then um, then it's kiwi for two years, bantam for two years, and then midget for two mm-hmm. two or three years, depending how yeah. long you play. Yeah. And like it's you can't go over that no matter your skill. So gotcha. like you you're doing you're in that even though you, even if you're like the best player in the team mm-hmm. until bantam you don't have the you don't have the chance to go. The triple A, double A. So yeah, I don't know. What about soccer? Well, yeah, for, for soccer, soccer, um, in the early stages, it's not really like, right? It's kind of it's kind of age groups and stuff, and um, you kind of stick with that kind of like the hockey one. But I know for a fact that once you get into the uh, the higher uh, the higher levels and stuff, you can jump up a year or two sometimes. Right? Like sometimes you play with the younger people, and some of them will come up to your team and they'll play yeah. as a sub or something like that. Or you'll go up to uh, the coaches will call you up. Like I know I've been called up a ton of times to uh, to come and and uh, fill a spot in for a couple of players on the older teams and stuff, right? For an important game or for a tournament or something. Okay, so yeah, you can do that. But I think that that comes more. As you progress, yeah. As you get kind of get older, then yeah. If you have the skill, then you're you're able to play. Yeah, exactly. Talk yeah. a little bit about yours, and your sport. Well, for skiing, it's very much age dependent until you kind of get to the level I'm at now. Yeah. So like up until you're kind of 16, 17 type thing, 
you can't really move out of that two-year section. Yeah. Uh, depending on how your skill is, it's it's literally by age. Isn't so, it you like both soccer and yeah, it's, it's both you, U, yeah, yeah, you, you used to be different, and then they changed it down to U eight, U ten, yeah, U twelve, U fourteen, U sixteen, and then yeah. after that, it's it's fist. And then yeah, from once you kind of enter fist, then you can excel based on your skill, which is kind of good because nice. you can you know you can go from you're not limited. Based. No, you can you can literally go from you know, doing provincial races and national races to skiing World Cup in like three years. You could, yeah. and some Europeans do that. But uh, yeah, like this at that point also you're you're ranked internationally, so it's you know it's a lot larger of a competition scale. Is that a lot more pressure on you? Do you find when you start off when you're kind of 17, 18, you're not really thinking about the international because there's so many people. Yeah. You're more thinking of you know building up your ranks in the provincial and then the national side of it yeah. and then kind of 18 19 20 21 is literally all about your international ranking hmm. and the national doesn't really matter because there's not too many guys yeah. left so you kind of yeah. at that point you're looking at your international ranking with everyone and at that point you're just trying to get below one or 500 below 300 below 150 and then you can raise world cup what about so, what about your team sports? I know you've played one or two. Yeah, I played I played volleyball in junior high. <laughs> love love that. I love volleyball so much. But uh, yeah, I did I did a lot of the kind of spring camps at the volleyball type thing to help build skill. Like I don't know, I just enjoyed playing it so much. It was the second kind of hobby for me. Yeah. And then I played it all through junior high. I made the junior team as a grade seven, which is there's only like two of us that made it. So that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. And then captain in grade eight and then captain in grade nine and then but it was, it was just very good because it taught me kind of a leadership role yeah. in the team sports mm-hmm. because you know you have you're depending on other people whereas skiing is, is really all you so if you if you mess up it's on you you can't blame anyone else except for you yeah whereas in a team sport you know it's 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 dependent on, on other people and i learned that very quickly because i got so mad when we lost the game because i was like oh man like could have done so much more but like you know volleyball yeah. each of us have our own position and yeah. each of you own you each have your own job when yeah. you're doing the sport and that's that was that's what taught me so much was to you know let other people do their job mm. i'm gonna do my job to the best of my potential yeah and yeah. i need to let other people do their job yeah. as well and so that was a very important lesson that i had to learn at that point yeah. and it also helped with sportsmanship and stuff like that because you know if some guy was having a bad game, you know, bad day or whatever, you know, I had to help him and bring up his spirit so we yeah. could actually win the game because we, we weren't able to do it without the sixth guy on the floor, right? Like, yeah. it can never just be two people well, in, in volleyball, rare cases, right? Like, especially yeah. volleyball, you're passing the ball and you only have three touches, so that's three yeah. different people touching it, right? And like, sometimes you only touch it once, so, like, it can't be, yeah. I was going to say, it can't be one, you can't have one amazing player on a no. volleyball team. Yeah. I guess there's other sports for sure, but, like, volleyball especially, like, yeah. You get one, you can get one or maybe two touches yeah. and that's it. So, yeah. but you get one touch. So if you touch it the first time, someone's got to hit it back to you. And if they don't do it, if they don't hit it back to you, yeah. right. It's going to be I, tough. It's, yeah. yeah. You're not getting it over. Like you're not getting the point. And I kind of, I kind of rotated between the setter position and power hitter position because setter I found because I wanted to control so much. The center, I was able, I always got that second yeah. hit. You know so I was, I was able to at least control that. And I think that kind of helped my mental calmness. Because yeah. I was like, okay, I will always get the second hit. And the second hit is going to determine what is yeah. going to happen in this play. And whether we're going to win or not. And so that also helped leadership. Because, you know, 
you're setting up the big hitters, you're, you're communicating with everyone. And so that, that was awesome for me to learn the communication skills as a team mm-hmm. sport and then the leadership side of it. That's well. a big thing about team yeah. sports. Exactly. It's like, you know, if, if the team's not communicating, the team's not working well together, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Right? Like, it sounds like your, your motivation from the single sport, though, actually yeah. drove you in a team sport. I would agree. Yeah, like it just because I, I, I was skiing. It was okay. Well, I want to win, so I'm gonna to have to do this myself and put all the weight on my back and I do it or not, do it, right? And that's just the end outcome of the day. But team sport is a little different on on yeah. that side of it, which is awesome. Like it's yeah. it's it, yeah, it was no brainer for me at that age to to do a team sport like volleyball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to stop in high school because just skiing schedule just got too intense. So. Yeah, but you know still love to play it and, and everything like that but um even though skiing's a single sport or independent sport the team aspect of it is very underrated in my opinion because you know we're with these guys for like 150 days of the year right like my old roommate before he got hurt dan Wesky, shout out <laughs> uh you know i had until january i had spent you know 60 to 80 days with him in a room. Oh, we were roommates for away, the Europe yeah, like, trip, Europe, you know, the, the trips out in Panorama, and then again in the US, right? Like, it was 60 to 80 days with this one guy. Doesn't like, sound like, like, 60 to 80 days is like, think about consistent days, like, yeah, oh, you're with it's, them. It's, it's like you're with college roommates. Yeah. It's like the similar as that, right? Like, you're in a, you're in a hotel room, you're in all this stuff, like, 24 you know, hours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you're traveling, you're skiing all day. So, like, you know, having good relationships with your teammates really affects the way you perform yeah. even though it's individual you know even that this year is, is awesome having the guys that i have on my team like we're all very competitive but it's very healthy because you know we're challenging each other and everything like that where you know someone one guy's struggling one day the three other guys are funneling him with information and tips and then it's just a very good circle of a very competitive spirits but at the end of the day too I want to beat the three other guys on my team. And I know <laughs> yeah. they want to beat me every single day. Yeah. And, you know, that's what drives it. But the, the important thing with that as well is where the team sport comes in mm-hmm. is to make sure that everyone's being their leader, you know, putting in the same amount of effort for packing up the truck and, yeah. and doing the small little things, right? But, it, yeah, it, it is very much a team sport as well as uh, an individual sport as well, which is kind of interesting as well. Yeah, I was just going to go on your comment about, about like, it's, it's just interesting to see how in individual sports that include a team kind of behind their back, but the, the actual sport that you do is kind of individual is, is just, it's so funny because like, I'll just give you an example, track and field, right? Like I was big on track and field and stuff and just near the end of my soccer season, I was uh, committing to a club track team and stuff, right? And just before I got injured, but even in high school track and field and stuff, right? Like, you know, you do your sprints or your jumps or whatever event that you're doing kind of individual, right? But there's a whole team behind Behind you, yeah, right? exactly. just, just like you said in skiing, there's a couple other guys who are also doing that same event who you want to beat and they want to beat you. So this is a competi- uh, competition aspect of it, right? Where they push you harder and stuff, right? But then also when you're having a bad day or you're not feeling at your best and stuff, it's so nice to have that team kind of pushing you and be like, come on, it's just one race, it's just one jump, like you can do it, bro. Like you know what I mean? Kind of giving you that that boost, even though it's just you on the court or it's just you on the on the track, right? So it's just really it's really nice to see that. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's the thing with a lot of individual sports is that, you know, people think that it's just the one guy, but it's, it's very much a team effort and it's just, you know, 
for the actual sport, it's one guy controlling it. But for the lead up to that one moment, it's it's a it's a big team. Especially yeah. for track, like you got all the coaches, you got the warm up, you got the therapist, you got all this stuff, you got the right, you got all these people leading for that one guy, one that one moment. And it's the same thing for team sports, right? It's just the the outcome is now influenced by many people. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the biggest difference. I have a question for you, and I guess Matt can answer this as well. Um, how do you guys think? Uh, coaches affect team sports or individual sports because I know there's a lot of players can have really bad experiences with coaches and really good experiences with coaches and I think for a competitive level like all of us have experience and stuff with and traveling with teams and stuff like that I think it's really important to uh, to focus on what kind of relationship you have with your coaches so what do you guys think about that well for me because again we're spending 130 days with the coaches type thing like we, a year, a year, right? Like we, we, we become very close and very open about everything. Like, like my coaches know exactly what's happening in my life. Right? They know about the podcast. You know, this and that. Like, I like at, <laughs> at a certain point as well. Like, I became very comfortable with past coaches to talk about like problems with relationships, problems with my parents. You know, like we would, like you know, we could go out to wings or something and and you know talk about the stuff. Like we became. Like with, with coaches, coaches that you, you come very close together and you, you've had that, that uh, you know, friendship really. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not even professional after spending so many days with that one thing. And, yeah. and I think that's what makes, you know, the, the team a lot stronger is when the coach is supporting all the athletes mm-hmm. and as well, but also putting in the hard comments when yeah, which is necessary. Exactly, right? Like, like, you know, like one of my coaches now, like, you know, he... he he drills me very hard on, and on the comments and, and pushes me very hard, but he's also very personal and open about a lot of things. And, you know, it's that kind of balance, which I think is awesome to have in a coach and also just knowing what kind of athletes you have. Like, it's a very fine balance, but it, uh, the coach in some ways controls how well the team does, yeah. really, in my opinion. Like yeah. so, like the coach, like, sets the mentality kind of thing of, like, 100%. like how you see it. Like, I know... Even like the, the flames right now, they just got like a, a head coach switch, mm-hmm. head coach coach switch, yeah. and it's like it's like night and day. Like even like one of my bosses at work was saying like I'm projecting like within a month they're gonna be yeah. second place like yeah. in in their like league or whatever. And so like their mentality is like already switched. I watch them play and they're different. Like yeah. it's like I don't know if they say a magic thing or whatever or if they're just like hard about it or something but it just switched all it takes is that one big speech and then the, the, the team's motivated again right yeah. like when you have yeah, when you have yeah. a coach that's, that's on you negatively all the time and they don't take the time to do that personal stuff to me that makes a big difference yeah right and you, you hear it all the time in sports and like like the the pro sports you see it you know coaches head coaches get fired all the time because it's not working well that's what it is the coach is controlling how well the team does but right. yeah, I, I like, like to, to a certain extent. extent yeah. But, but if, if you have like if you have all this like super talented people and the team's not doing well, to me that's the coach. Yeah, I think right. 100%. And it is it is super different though because like your sport. Like I know how many people does your coach coach? Like how many? Well, there's two of us, and most days now there's six to seven of us. So he's got six to seven. There's two coaches, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two coaches for six to seven people. Yeah. So like I know there's like super small little things with scheme that you have to do and stuff like so there's lots to look at and you need those two coaches but like and 
your coach can also look at the personal side because you're with them so much and it's like yeah. it almost develops like a friendship. Just, yeah, yeah, it, it is, is different, different for sure. sure. Yeah. 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 And then like say like professional sports like you were talking about, like a football team, it's it's almost impossible for a coach to have a personal relationship with over a hundred men. Like yeah. it's it's sure. hard. Yeah. Like he can he can have nice names for them, but he can't know their personal life of everyone because that is a lot for him. He's already got to do it. And then you have the head coach, coach, right? right? And then you have the, the offense coach, coach, you have the defense coach, coach. you have the yeah. line yeah. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what, that, that's more I think that's more of a relatable thing. It's like your individual category coach. Yeah. I'm sure it has personal connection with you I'm not saying the head coach because you know again, yeah, there's hundred people on your team, like right? Like there's a lot of people on your team. So, but I think in those little sections, I think that those, those individual, I think that's more of the way to look at it, right? Because I think those little guys, little team coaches, control a lot more than just the head coach controlling everyone. I think, yeah, you gotta know, like you tell me, like your, you know, your coach, your side coach type thing, or your strength coach, right? I'm sure that they have some sort of emotional connection with you, a personal connection. For me, team sports, it's been the, the, the coaches have it kind of enforced the whole family aspect mm. of like we are the family and like the the coaches are like they're I don't know I don't want to like compare them but like they're like a they're like an uncle or like a grandpa like they're yeah. they're there but like we're the family like those yeah. are your brothers out there sure. and like you yeah. go and you like yeah. take a big hit for them because yeah. like like they're your brothers they're your family yeah. and but like I'd rather go to like one of my brothers about a problem than like my grandpa or my uncle. Like I, yeah. I it's kind of like, it's just like, they, yeah, they yeah, still, it's just, yeah. Yeah. They still have like 20 guys. Like each position yeah. coach will have like 20 ish guys, like sometimes less, sometimes yeah. more, but they're like, they're always communicating with the head coach. They have a lot to do. Yeah. Like, but, but do they yeah. ask you how school is going? Do they ask you how your training is going? Do they ask yeah. you about yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying but you have to tell them their your deepest secrets and not stuff always, like that. Like, exactly. It's, it's but rare, even but like, if they're yeah. asking you how school is going, are you on your marks? You know, are is everything good at home? Yeah. And all these little things. Do you still just those little comments? I truly think make a big difference in the coaching aspect of it all. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's more just like what their job is. I guess like their job is to make sure you're doing good at school yeah. and make sure you're like doing good in training those are like the only two things they really ask like i think the personal stuff they kind of leave like for you to actually bring up to them but like i know personally like i wouldn't actually like go to one of my coaches for like a personal problem unless it like actually affected my like training affected my schooling affected something but like i would go to like one of my brothers one of the people on the team about it or or like my friends or like whatever i wouldn't really go Unless it affected my sport, mm. I wouldn't actually tell my coaches about it. Is but it because? Is it maybe because you haven't spent so much time with yeah. the coaches and everything? Like uh, say, yeah. Abe, would you feel comfortable going to talk to one of the coaches about something personal? Yeah, I think. Kind could, of, could be I that think, as well because you haven't spent a lot of time with the coaches still, so far. I still spent a lot of time with like Pete's, like our head coach from high yeah. school football, but I I never actually like I still don't like talk to him about like personal mm. personal stuff i think that stuff is still like i think there's like, a boundary that when it comes to teams yeah, yeah. Team i think maybe it's just me like, maybe it's a me thing but like yeah maybe it's I, yeah, my just wondering if it, like, yeah like, if it's just time just a relationship right? I have with yeah them. yeah yeah like personally i i didn't have that close of a relationship with some of my coaches mm-hmm. until like calgary villains was the only team that i really had a really strong relationship with the coach and um i think that's just because he he really saw because just before I joined Calgary Villains, I was on East Side Memorial, and that was just such a negative experience for mm-hmm. me. And 
joining that and stuff, it, it brought me a lot of joy for the, uh, for the coach to really understand mm. where I was coming from and, um, and kind of relate to me in that sense kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of, uh, interesting differences between the team sports and the individual. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of value in, in, in doing those as a kid and, you know, the, the community soccer games when you're yeah. a little, little kid and everything like that. And, you know, learning to work together as a group, I yeah. think it's a very good skill to, to have. Yeah. There's benefits you don't even think of. Like, yeah. you think back to it, there's so many little benefits that you never really realize exactly. that you actually yeah. got from it. Yeah. Well, 